What's up and welcome. This is the very first show. I'm Aaron Velke and I'm so excited that you're here. If you're here and you're listening, you and I probably have a lot in common. We're ambitious. We're driven. We're motivated. Maybe a little bit too excitable at times. We want for more than what we have. And if you're on that pathway to growth, this conversation that we're going to have today between you and I is going to be a really important one. I have found that over the years and in my pursuits, in my entrepreneurship journey, in my personal journey, there have been all these confrontations that I've needed to have with myself. And for those of you tuned in, if if you are tuned in with me here today, we've got to talk about how growth really happens because there's a lot of conversation happening in the world that is completely misguided around what creates the most growth for us. And you know, I think this is a an important part of the conversation. We're the problem. And I've been in my own way several times. Today I'm going to break down for you the five ways that I've been in my own way and the five ways that you might be in your own way so that we can get you unstuck. Now, before we even get into that, let's talk about what stuck feels like. I remember waking up one morning knowing exactly what I had to do, but being scared, being paralyzed, and being frightful of what my day had in store for me. I can remember getting ready to go on the news, being sick. And I was headed down to a studio in DC, getting ready to go on WUSA 9. And I was I was really, really ill. And I had to have my business partner drive me there because I was so sick. Beyond being sick physically, I was sick mentally. I was I was terrified of what I was stepping into. And as we we go into this big giant studio where I'm about to be on national TV, I had to really really double down on one question, and this question might be where you are too. Am I showing up as Aaron today or am I showing up as I want to be in the future? And this premise is really important because the way that we get in our own way is we act as we are, not as we could be. So I found a lot of different ways to to change, to grow and evolve. And if you're on that journey, this show is going to be a tremendous catalyst for you. And I'm really excited that you're here. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. My journey has shown me what it takes to grow. And these five things have been my biggest problems. And through the course of our journey together, I want to walk you through the five ways we get in our own way. Let's break it down. If you got pen and paper nearby, great. If you're driving, if you're hanging out at home, maybe you're at the gym, maybe you're on the treadmill, whatever it is, pay attention to these. If you can take notes, great. If not, just listen and listen close. The first way that we get in our own way, first way I've gotten in my own way is I've not taken responsibility. Now, if you're an entrepreneur in the room, if you've already got an enterprise underway, then maybe this sounds like, I've got this figured out. I don't need this. But let me requalify what it means to not take responsibility. There are these moments in my day sometimes where I won't accept what the reality is, where I'll, I'll combat and say, you know, this isn't how it is. I I don't, I don't want this. I'm going to refuse this. And I don't accept. 
the way things actually are. I, I have to fight to let go of what I wanted and what I expected to just accept what is. And that's one way we block ourselves from change and from more and the growth that we all want. There's there's like this tension in our bodies and in our mind. Maybe it's anger or frustration. Maybe you're starting to, to get antsy. You can feel it bubble up in your stomach. But not taking responsibility is more than not saying, hey, it's my fault. It's also not accepting what is. Because sometimes what is, is not what you want. So this has been a big pillar for me in, in so many pursuits. It doesn't happen the way we want it to. And we spend so much time wondering how it got there, why it got there, what the problem really is. And, and we never actually get to a place where we can just say, you know what? It's time for me to take some responsibility. It's time for me to accept what is so that I can move forward. And, and look, here, here's the, the harsh reality that I have to remind you of. If you don't accept where it is, you can't change it. It's, it's not until you actually accept it that you can make change. So whether that's a personal relationship, whether that's a business situation, maybe you lost a client, maybe someone's upset with you, maybe you're not delivering on the promises that you delivered to others. All of that's fine. That's part of life. But it's not okay to not accept it if you want to change it. If you want to change it, you will have to accept exactly what it is and exactly how it is and accept the responsibility. Take it on yourself and then you can begin the process of change. So that's a big one. And for many of you that are in the entrepreneurship space or pursuing a side hustle, growing a business, it's really important that you understand how pivotal that is. If you can't accept where you are, you definitely can't change it. Let's talk about number two. This is a really interesting one. The second way we get in our own way is we believe in either or. We believe things are binary, that we're stuck between two options. So I imagine a fork in the road when I think of this. I can go left or I can go right. Well, in the way that our pursuit of growth happens, many times we put ourselves at a fork in the road. And my story has taught me that a fork in the road is often two bad choices. Well, if I got two bad choices, I'm not, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to move. Why would I choose a bad choice? That doesn't ever work for me. So here's the way this sounds, right? We, we put ourselves in these situations. I've coached hundreds of people through this exact predicament. The, the details of it, they change, but the structure of it is about the same. So it sounds like this. Well, I've got to hire somebody full-time or I have to keep doing this job that I hate doing, this work that I don't like, don't enjoy, and I'm not good at. We're stuck in a binary. Here's another one. I've got to marry her or we've got to break up. Those are two binary options. I've got to invest all my money into the business or I've got to just keep it in my savings account. Right? There, there's so many different options in between these two, but we, we isolate ourselves into these two corners. And when we're stuck in this binary box, man, it, it feels like I can't move. It feels like I, I, I'm hopeless and I'm lost because these options, they don't, they don't work for me. I, I can't choose them because it's bad. And whenever we catch ourselves in this binary, in this either or, when we look at both options, there's fear. And I've learned that whenever you encounter fear, you have to befriend it. But if both options create a lot of fear, I, I can't really weigh which is going to be more effective for me, what's going to be a better choice. 
So we just scrimmage this thing back and forth like a tennis match. The tennis ball never actually moves forward. It just goes side to side. It's It's been a very big challenge for me to learn to see the binary. Now, here's the break. And here's the breaking point. When I'm stuck in a binary, the only way out is to find option three. So option three could be, okay, well, I I can't hire full-time. Okay, I get that. There are some constraints for that. But I also don't want to keep doing this. Maybe I can hire a VA part-time. Maybe I can just delegate some of this for a little bit. Okay, well, maybe I'm not ready to take the next step in the relationship. And I don't want to be without this person. Maybe maybe option three is to have a serious conversation about what is necessary before I can take the next step or for us to have a real heart-to-heart about where we're at with things. Option number three. I think binary situations lock us in because we are unable to move forward in either the, the directions that we picked. And therefore, option three is our compromise. It's our, it's our way to unblock ourselves. It's as if I've got to wrestle against my own psyche. And, and I got a pretty good psyche to wrestle against. I do a lot of fitness, you know what I mean? So I'm, <laughs> I'm like constantly wrestling against like a super version of me. And that's, that's uncomfortable. But my, my way out of this situation is to find option three. And I'll tell you, I had to have a conversation with my brother recently. And he the first thing he said to me was, was super ironic. He was like, I feel like you're stuck in like a binary set of options and neither of these are great. Let's find option three. And I was like, oh my God, bro. Like that's literally what I coach people on. And here I am stuck in it too. So I'm not here to, to tell you that this doesn't happen to everybody. I'm here to tell you that it happens and there's ways out of it. So that's number two, believing things either or, aka we're stuck in a binary. Stuck in the box sucks to be stuck in the box. All right, let's talk about number three real fast. This one is a is a powerful one if you are a people pleaser or if you're a reformed people pleaser like me. The third way we get in our own way is we act in fear of exile. So let's break that down. What does that mean? When we have a really strong friend group or an identity that is communal, it's connected to a lot of different expectations, especially when you're building a reputation, if you're building a brand, if you've got a brand, there's going to be a lot of expectations on you, how you show up, what you do, what you have done, what you stand for, what you don't do. Once you lock in an identity, especially with a group of people, any kind of change in that space, any kind of pressure against that expectation is going to start to feel like dissent. It's going to feel like you're on your own. And if you're going to make a choice that goes against that reputation or that friend group, it's going to feel like you're going to get kicked out of your friend group. It's going to feel like you're alone. I have done this on multiple occasions where my choices and the the choices that I'm wrestling with, like truly grappling to figure out, feel like all of my friends, all of my peers, maybe my business team, maybe my family are going to disagree with and I'm going to be left alone. I'm going to be exiled. So instead, well, I'll just keep it cordial. I'll I'll adapt back in. I won't make the best choice for me, even though I, I know that it's right and I know in my heart and my gut that it's the thing I need to do. I'm going to run away from that for as long as possible. It It feels like I'm surrendering who I am. It, it feels like 
there's no future where I can be what I want and make everyone happy. So the calculus that happens in my mind is that it's better if I just stay. It's better if I just relinquish what I want and focus on appeasing everyone around me. Now, you and I both know that this isn't healthy, but it is important to talk about. If, if we're stuck in our own way, if we're, we're really pursuing the more in our life, then we've got to have a good grip on what everyone thinks of us. It's important. We also have to have a very clear understanding of what it takes to get to the next level. And often, that is separation. There's a, there's a famous quote, elevation requires separation. It's been attributed to many people. But if you think about this fear of exile, if I'm afraid to let go of, of my village, I'm afraid to leave my town, I'm afraid to let go of my business and structure and what I know, I, I can't get to the next place. I, I can't drive to the next city that I want to live in if I'm not going to let go of the city that I'm in. This fear of exile has definitely shackled me to situations that I didn't belong in. And as I have grown over the years, one thing I've learned is that the expectations that people place on me are usually the hardest thing to escape and outrun. I'm going to say that again. The expectations people place on me is sometimes the hardest things to outrun. Changing who you are playing the game for will set you free. I play the game for me. I play the game for the people that care about me. I play the game for the people that are aligned with my future, not my present, not my past. And that does require some difficult choices, but we get in our own way when we're afraid to break, when we're afraid to, to let go and sometimes to, to say goodbye. It's not that it has to be done with malice. It can be done with care. It can be done discreetly. It can be done gently. But if we are afraid to let go, if we're afraid to be on our own, if we're afraid to do something different, you'll never have different. You'll never be different. If you want to be outstanding, you'll have to stand out from everyone else. And this method, this like structure in my life has, has shown itself in so many ways. Again, I'm a reformed people pleaser. Like this is, this will hit you sometimes where you want to make the people around you happy, but your happiness is the first and highest cost of that. So if you're tuned in and you're plugged in and you're, again, whether you're walking or driving or, or you're just sitting in the car at home taking notes, it's a good time to audit how many expectations are you holding together by sacrificing your dream? How many of your desires and goals and wants are you leaving on the table because you want others to fit in with the person you have allowed yourself to be around them? I think we shrink to fit our ecosystem a lot of times. And it might be time for you to grow beyond what you know. So that's way number three, the way we we get in our own way. It is that's been a hard one for me. And I, I can imagine a hard one for you too. So it's important you know where that that wall is. All right, let's get to number four here. The fourth way we get in our own way is we design goals. We we like create this really exciting life for us before we know our values. And that's really the, the asterisk on, on a lot of personal development that I have tremendous frustration with. It's like we just borrow goals and we set goals and we do all this rah-rah goal-setting magic. 
before we even know who we are and what we want and, and how our criteria are set. So I'll tell you a quick story about this. I remember being in a room of very, very amazing high-level human beings and looking around as we discussed our goals and everyone had on their goal list to read a lot of books. And I can, I can very vividly remember hearing it from three people out of a table of six as we run around and talked about our goals. Three different people said, you know, I want to read this many books this year. And I listened, I listened, I listened, I stole. And I grabbed, I grabbed that goal like it was like a life jacket in the middle of an ocean while I was by myself. I, I grabbed it so fast. I put it on. And all of a sudden, I'm like in this tunnel trying to read as many books as I could. That year, I read 48 books. 48 books. That's a ridiculous number of books. Ask me how much of that information I retained. I, I could tell you that I read the book, but I don't know that I could tell you all about it. Maybe a theme or two, but but did I actually absorb the information? Probably not. But this didn't just happen for books. This happened for everything with, with travel, with friendships, with money, with business, with growth, with investing. It, I just, I was borrowing because I didn't know my own values. I wasn't clear on what meant the most to me. So fast forward a little bit. I've got all these goals that I didn't set, that I borrowed from other people. And come to find out, they're, they're not really in line with my values. They're not aligned with who I am. And something starts to happen. I start to burn out. Now, you probably felt burnout before. I want to give you a new definition of burnout. Burnout happens when your goals contradict your values. That You know when that, that feeling like, like your body's on fire, like some kind of violation is, has happened and you're trying to work your way through. Well, I, I'll just... I'll just fight a little longer. I'll just push a little harder. I'll just give up another night to make this happen. And as your goals grow, as they get bigger and bigger, right? I, I can remember the first year I wanted to make six figures and, and chasing that. And then it was, okay, I'm going to try and double that, triple that. Well, as all that stuff happened, the contradiction with my values became more and more obvious because it got harder and harder to not see it. It was, it was right there in front of me. And each time, you may feel this too, I set a new goal and started working towards it. I had to ask myself, do I want this or am I just pursuing this? And there's a very big difference. When you know your values, whatever your values are, here's, here's a new definition of a value for you. I think that words like values can be very abstract and nondescript. So I'm going to give you a definition of value that you can use for the rest of your life, a value of yours is a permanent priority. A value is a permanent priority. So if we're going to take big words that are ambiguous in the personal development space and redefine them, that's a great one to start with. A value is a permanent priority. If I look at where your money goes, where your time goes, where your calendar is organized, I could probably tell you what you care most about. It's going to be evident in your actions, right? When you have free time, you're going to lean into it. If you tell me that you care about your fitness and health, but it's not in your calendar and you don't spend money investing in your fitness and health, it's probably not a value. It might be something that you want, but it's probably not a permanent priority, right? Permanent. Not, not like optional. I do this when I have an extra four hours. It's permanent. It's in there. You can learn a lot about somebody when you look at their metrics, where their energy goes. So if, you, if we know your value or your values, we know what matters most to you. Maybe that's family. Maybe that's business and growing something special. Maybe that's impact, 
Could be something like, I value my independence. That's one for me. I value peace. That's something that's changed over the years. I used to value chaos and the magic that comes with it. Now I value peace. All of these things help us then choose goals that align with that. And if we build goals that directly align with our values, if if they're linear, they're connected via straight line, I think you will find, as I have, that everything goes faster and everything goes smoother. It's it's like being supercharged because you don't have that contradiction. You're, you're no longer chasing things that you don't value and giving up things you do value, right? If you value, let's say, having access to a cold plunge. This is like a big trend right now. Having access to a cold plunge. If you really value that morning routine and getting in the cold water to start your day, and I call you and say, hey, the only time that we can meet, I want every day I want you and I to meet. You're a coaching client. We're going to meet every day at six in the morning. And it directly conflicts with that morning routine. You're going to start to feel it real fast. You're going to start to feel your value eroding for something that maybe you didn't necessarily want. It's very simple to watch these things go away. And it's sometimes hard to get them back because we don't know our values. So part of this journey that you're on, this show, we're going to take a lot of time to help you get clear on your values so that you can build, nurture, and invest in what you care about most, your permanent priorities. It's really, really important. I cannot stress this enough. If we're designing goals and we're we're building out our year it's almost it's almost like we're we're like constructing our future and we align it with our values you're going to go really really fast your energy is going to be essentially duplicated you might get tired still like i get tired still but it's fatigue it's not burnout there's a tremendous difference the fatigue comes from putting your heart and energy into a game that you love my my favorite game is soccer. Many of you may know this. Uh, I was a soccer coach for a long time. It was my favorite game played through uh, Division One in college, and, and like it's my favorite game. When I'm tired at the end of the game, I'm fatigued. I didn't get burnt out by soccer. I'm just tired. And whatever your favorite game is, aka your values, when you put time and your heart and energy into that, you're going to be tired. That's fatigue, different than burnout. So I want you to pay particular attention to whether or not you're starting to feel contradiction in your goals and your values. Because that is the way, number four, we get in our own way. And as soon as you are stuck there, it's going to require an entire recalibration so that your goals and values are aligned. And if you don't know your values, that's a great place to start. If you don't know your values, please reach out to us. We can help you get clear, get clarity in who you want to be, who you want to become, and how to redesign your goals. Let's talk about way number five, we get in our own way. This one is called buying into your own story. Now, we are phenomenal storytellers. I got to tell you this. It's like watching a Disney movie anytime somebody tells us our story, right? Or we tell our story. This this like memo of how our story unfolds tells us our future. It tells us our identity, right? So if, if I, I don't know, if I get cut from a team, let's go to Michael Jordan's story, right? Cut from his, his high school team. His story could be, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never, ever going to make it. Well, if that's his story, we'd have a very different number 23. If we think about stories like, I'm not worthy, I'm not enough, I'm not lovable, that's a big pillar in our work. If we think about those beliefs, they come from a story. 
Maybe someone said that to us. Maybe someone implied that. I was picked on a lot as a kid. So I was constantly reminded, you're not attractive. You're nerdy. You're not going to make it. You're not going to be successful. And I wore those stories like a badge for a long time until I understood why that story was a limit. When we change our story, we change our future. And the reality is our context is the story. We can look at the facts and erode all of the story around it and just get to the bottom line of like what actually happened. And then we can say, let's build a new story from that. This happens all the time when you start a business, right? You fail a lot. I failed a lot. Wow, did I fail a lot. But that that story of, well, this makes me a failure was not going to get me where I wanted to go. The story had to be rewritten. The story had to be, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'll do it better next time. And if I do it better next time, all the time that I fail, each time that I fail, I'm going to have a lot, a lot of future to grow into. So this, this way of buying into our own story is really important. Now, I can't dissect all of it because we all have tremendously complicated stories. We, we invent them. We're storytellers. But there is a way to erode your story, get to the facts, and then write a new one. And if you're writing a book of your life, right? If, if you are the author of your book, the life you're living deserves punctuation and deserves really shrewd editing so that you can write a new chapter in the future and you can write a brighter chapter in the future. So I think there's going to be a lot in rewriting your story, changing your story that allows you to change your future. And if you're listening and start to think about your story, I want you to ask this question. Does this story open the future or does it close the future? Just by identifying where your story takes you, you can start writing differently. And that's what we're here to help you do, to write your story differently, to grow, to evolve, to open up a brighter, brighter future. And these five ways are what I've learned, keep me the most stuck, keep me the most frustrated, keep me preoccupied with the wrong things. And my hope is that one of these, if not all of these, are present today. And the reason I think it's it's actually a good thing if you have these, if you are identified with any one of these five, you're in position to make dramatic, drastic improvements to your life. And that means that there's a future brighter than your present. And I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So at this point, you might be thinking, well, now what? And these five ways we get in our own way are, are a great starting point for your change. They, they start to wake you up a little bit to what's possible and, and where you might be stuck. If you're at a plateau, you feel like you're not growing, maybe you're frustrated about your current situations, maybe you just know that, that something inside you is burning and you don't know where to put it, you don't know what you're meant for, but you know you're meant for more, it, it starts to wake you up. The idea of getting out of your own way and, and building something special is that the world opens up to you when you are ready for it. When you're ready to confront yourself, you can make a lot of change. We spend a lot of time organizing frameworks and structures to help people make change. And I think what we've done really well over the last several years, and, and in particular over the last year in this, this concept of may, maybe I'm the problem, is create tools for change. It's the, the most fun part of, of being a coach 
for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs who are are growing and companies who are on the brink of scale. But you may be sitting there saying, I'm ready. I'm just scared. And I want you to know that if if that's where you are, tuning into this episode was a great, great choice. I'm really happy that you're here with me. I also know that everything in my life changed when I made a choice to change. We think that it's some kind of moment and magic outside of that. It's just making a choice. I'm incredibly grateful that you've been here for this breakdown of the five ways we get in our own way. And I know that ahead, we're going to have a lot more for you to make your change, to grow, to evolve, and to become the person that you're meant to become. So I've got a couple action steps for you. First, give me a follow on Instagram. You can certainly subscribe to this and and follow along the podcast and everything that we're doing with the show. But give me a follow on Instagram. That handle is Aaron Velke. Super easy. A-A-R-O-N. V is in victory. E-L-K-Y. That's where we put a lot of our content out. And that's where you can learn a lot more about these practices and principles that can change your life and can change your future and the people around you. It's also really exciting this time of year because we're launching retreats. And retreats are a very, very special way to experience growth and change in a condensed format. So they're three and a half days long, hyper intense, but hyper meaningful by the way of their intensity, where over the course of three and a half days, we'll take everything in your life that is in your own way, every practice, every behavior, every pattern, we'll put it on the table, we'll assess it, and we'll help you grow a new identity and become a new version of you. So if you want to learn a little bit more about the retreats that we have, therefore committed individuals who are ready for change and committed to change, not just ready, but committed. You can go to our website at getoutofyourownway.coach, click retreats at the top, and we will have all kinds of information there on our next openings where you can join us live in person. They're often held in Arizona, in Scottsdale, where we take care of you. It's all inclusive. It's an amazing experience. And we've had dozens, at this point, probably hundreds of people experience massive breakthroughs during these conversations, during these workshops, and during our facilitated retreats. They're they're really, really special. I'll also leave you with this as, as we adjourn. Much of our work is for an individual just like you who knows that they're ready for more. And in the process of growth, you'll have to make two major confrontations. And I want to leave you with these as we adjourn. Number one, the confrontation you will have to make is that I have not been the person I want to be. I have not been the person I want to be. It's been the hardest thing for me to accept and admit. It's also the most powerful statement you can make. I have not been the person I want to be. That confrontation is uncomfortable, but it's also a really important one. The second confrontation is a bigger one. Uh, I know, especially for men, this is a really difficult one. It's been difficult for me. So I know that saying this is not going to be easy, but I want you to say it. I need help. I don't want to do this alone. Second confrontation, I need help. I don't want to do this alone. We often feel this like crown and crest that we got to do it by ourselves. And I think it's really special to not do it by yourself. You got to find the right people. You got to find the right teachers and and guides and shepherds along the way. I, I know that. But it's equally as important just to say, hey, I, I want help. And man, I, I don't have to do this by myself. I carried that mantle way too long. I didn't ask for help. I still struggle with it today. 
but it is a big, big, big opening. We are here to help, to support, to guide and nurture those of you that are ready to make change. And we got plenty more episodes coming your way. Check out the show notes. Follow us on Instagram. Get indoctrinated with this this framework, the five ways we get in our own way. Learn to see your blind spots. And if you need help with it, please reach out to us. We've got coaching programs. We've got these retreats that I mentioned. We've got all kinds of special opportunities to get in the room with us if you're ready for change. I'm so grateful you're here. We got more shows coming your way. Just remember to get out of your own way. I'll see you on the next one.